It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. Tim McMaster here talking to New York Yankees beat writer Brian Hoke about that New York Yankees ball club. And, Brian, let's start with the slump because seemingly came out of nowhere. This is a club that had scored 90 runs over 10 games, was really swinging the bat well, and then suddenly they can't hit the ball anywhere. They go to Toronto, they get shut out in back-to-back games. What exactly is going on with this lineup? Yeah, it's a cold spell. I mean, I don't think you need a, an advanced degree in baseballology to, to tell that, but uh, it, it's alarming. It's coming at a bad time for them, and I think uh, it starts from the top. Jacoby Ellsbury hasn't been the same player since he came back from the DL. He's hitting under 200, and uh, you know he really sets a tone for that lineup. You saw how good it could be in April and May when Ellsbury was really hot. He and Gardner together at the top of the order. They were on base a ton. Uh, then, then Alex Rodriguez, Mark Teixeira driving the ball, Brian McCann. This lineup can produce runs. The talent is still there. We've seen it already. It, it was not a fluke that they put up those 90 runs in 10 games, but they're, they're in a cold spell, and they're going to have to break out against it because uh, they've got two more games here in Cleveland, and then guess what? You get the Blue Jays once again, and, uh, you know, the Blue Jays are surging. They're hot. They're, they're high uh, on their trade deadline uh, acquisitions. I mean, it's – it's exciting times up in Toronto. The Yankees are going to have to hold tight in this race and, uh, and really try and keep pace. I was going to say, they probably couldn't have picked a worse time to go into a funk like this, obviously getting swept in Toronto, and the Blue Jays have really closed that gap in the AL East. And, I mean, it's not like they were shut down by, by slouches. David Price was tremendous for Toronto. But then they go to Cleveland. You thought maybe things would get going on Tuesday night. They showed some signs, but... Deep in those extra innings, you kept thinking inning after inning, this team's going to score a run. They end up losing in 16. How frustrating a game was that on Tuesday night? Yeah, they were down in the clubhouse after the game, and it's always a gut punch when you have a game like that, especially when they got a lead for Andrew Miller, who's been lights out. He was 24 for 24, and you don't expect to see a BS next to his name, and and there it was, blown save. Uh, That's the first one they've seen it, and hopefully they don't see it again, Uh, but that was going to happen. He wasn't going to be perfect uh, completely. So I, I think, you know, you can put it on Miller, but really you got to look at the top five in the batting order for that game. They were a combined one for 30. Their only hit was Alex Rodriguez's single in the seventh inning. Um, that, that's not going to do it. You're not going to win a whole lot of games when one through five in your order are going one for 30 in a 16-inning game. So, uh, you know, as I said, they've done it before. Um, these, these are the ebbs and flows that every team seems to go into, but uh, yeah, it's not coming at a great time for the Yankees. Uh, I, I I don't expect that they're going to continue on that pace for the rest of the year and, and score. I think it's eight runs in their last sixty uh, something innings. Uh, I don't I don't I think they'll they'll do better than that at some point. But uh, the truth usually lies somewhere in the middle. You never look as bad as you do when you're losing, and you never look as great as you do when you're winning. So they're somewhere in the middle of that. But there's a reason they're in first place. There's a reason they've been contending all season. But 
you know, a few of the Yankees were saying last night, they're in a dogfight. They're, they're going to fight to the finish here. Um, they know Toronto's not going to go away. They've got to they've take care of business on their side. Do you think at this point, now a few weeks after that trade deadline, there's some thoughts that maybe the Yankees could have done a little more considering how hot the Blue Jays are and what they did? It wasn't for a lack of effort. You know, they had deals on the table that they could have made. I, I think it was a situation more where they were looking down the road and said, we don't want to part with a guy like Severino, who obviously has come up and you see why. He's 21 years old. He's given them two pretty good starts. Uh, there's a lot more in the tank there, I think. They're excited about what Severino can be, not just this year, but in the future. You've got Aaron Judge down at AAA, Greg Bird. Uh, these are guys they want to build around for the future. And so it's a tough balancing act to, to say, look, could they go out and get a guy who is perhaps an upgrade over Stephen Drew? Uh, yeah, a marginal upgrade for sure. Um, Chase Utley's a guy. He cleared waivers. He's out there. I'm not convinced you look at Chase Utley's numbers. He's that much better than what Stephen Drew is. So if you can get him for free and plug him in, that's fantastic. But if you have to give up any kind of talent, I, I, there's a cost associated with that. So I'd be hesitant for, for anything that uh, had to mark the future for this year, considering, look, they are in first place. Uh, I know it doesn't look good right now, but they've looked good at times, and they've done it with guys like Steven Drew in the lineup. So uh, not to pile on Drew, but I know he's a popular target for the fan base. Uh, look, I, I think that Brian Cashman's in a tough spot. He knows they've missed the playoffs two years in a row. They want to get back to the playoffs. It's almost a must that they must do it. Uh, they need to print some playoff tickets at Yankee Stadium. Uh, you don't want to do that and sacrifice your chances in 2016, 17, 18. And, and that's what they would have had to do to, to give up on a guy like Severino, Judge, Bird, Jorge Mateo. Uh, they did not want to part with those guys. They were, on, they were asked for several times. Cashman even kind of backed off a little bit on Mateo down by July 31st, but ultimately they, they stood pat, and we'll see where that goes. Um, I, I think there could be a possibility of an August waiver move, but, uh, you know, those are hard, hard to predict. Yeah, and you mentioned Utley, and, of course, he'd have to agree to it as well. He has those 10 and 5 rights, so he has a chance to turn down a possible trade. As for Drew, he hit another home run on Tuesday night. It's really a wild season for him. The amount of power he's shown, yet the average so low. Can you make any sense of the kind of year he's had at the plate? It's just been inconsistent. Uh, you can see flashes of it. It's still in there. Um, he, he is a professional big league hitter. He belongs at the big league level. But, uh, you know, it's just I think Yankee fans, to a certain extent, are so accustomed to seeing plus production out of that second base spot. I mean, Robinson Cano, nobody was expecting Stephen Drew to come in there, but uh, it sure was nice when he was in the middle of the lineup and hitting the ball out of the park and hitting over 300 and, and just being a force in the middle of the lineup. And uh, Those kind of guys don't grow on trees. There's not a whole lot of those Robbie Cano's around the league. So uh, the Yankees, they, they went in the last couple of years. They, they had Brian Roberts at second base. They, they dealt with that. That was not uh, plus production, and then Stephen Drew's not plus production either. He's below average, but they're winning games with him, and he's hitting in the bottom of the lineup. And uh, can they live with the defense? They they sure can. He he plays his position pretty well. Uh, and don't forget, Rob Refsnyder's still waiting at AAA. He's knocking on the door. You only saw him for four games, but he's in the system. And I, I would anticipate you're going to see him at some point in September. And so he might be the next guy who comes up and and gives them a boost and. I think a lot of fans would be happy to see him get another chance because you didn't get to see him a whole lot. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how many at-bats he can maybe get in September if he gets in the lineup, gets hot early on. You mentioned Luis Severino and, and his start Tuesday night. A couple of starts under his belt now, and, and I think people have to be excited about what they've seen. One thing I've noticed is it seems like he's the kind of guy that, that has gotten better as his starts have gone on. Have you noticed that, that uh, Tuesday night he gave up the runs early and then he seemed to really settle in? Yeah, they, the Indians had six hits off him in the top of the third inning, or the bottom of the third inning, and it looked like they were going to have to go to the bullpen early, and you were wondering if he was even going to get through five innings, but Girardi had said before the game he wanted to get six strong innings from Severino, and something clicked. Uh, Severino said he just started hitting the mitt better. Maybe, okay, um, whatever it was, uh, that, that seemed to work because he shut them down. He was starting to get out. So I think he retired nine out of 11 through a stretch there. I mean, he was... He was as good as he's been. Uh, you see why he was so successful at Double A AA and Triple A, and why he's in the big league. So maybe it's 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 a matter of just nerves or something. Uh, he said he didn't feel any significant nerves compared to his first start, um, but maybe there's got to be some juices going there. He's 21 years old and he's facing a big league team, and this is his first time on the road in a strange city. And uh, yeah, I I think it's going to be fun to watch him take the ball down the stretch and. They're going to keep him in the rotation. They're saying they, they're okay with the innings limitations on him. They, they could probably get him up to somewhere around 140, 145 this year. So uh, he's going to keep starting. And uh, actually, in a, in a strange way, the fact that he's not going seven, eight, nine innings uh, every time out, it, it, it's actually helpful because he can get more starts down the stretch. So Joe Girardi and, and the Larry Rothschild and the coaching staff, they, they are very excited about what they have here. And they're going to manage it carefully, but they want to see more of it. Yeah, they've managed it in the sense that he's yet to top 100 pitches in his first couple of starts. Staying with the rotation, Brian, uh, Michael Pineda, he just give us kind of an injury update on him? He's getting closer to, to a rehab stint? Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's already thrown fastballs and change-ups in the bullpen, felt nothing. Uh, so the next time out, he's going to mix in some sliders. And if everything goes well on Thursday – uh, they might be able to put him on a mound for one of their minor league affiliates. So I, I, it feels like it's a little bit accelerated. Um, they, they likened it to what Andrew Miller had earlier in the year, and that took him about a month to come back. And But you know what? If it takes a month from this point, there's not a whole lot of season left. So I, I think that if you can get Pineda back and he can throw even four or five innings uh, in a game, that, that's huge for them, especially because rosters are going to expand in September. So I know that Brian Cashman said, don't expect him back anytime in August. You're looking at September, but uh, if they can get him back, uh, that's a huge help, especially because they've talked about wanting to insert a six-man in the rotation. And So they have guys like Brian Mitchell, and, and you could probably get 40 to 50 pitches out of Adam Warren if you really had to, but if you have Michael Pineda waiting in the wings and he's healthy and he's not complaining about anything uh, health-wise, then, then I'd say plug him right in. And this weekend coming up, obviously a huge series with the Blue Jays. You feel like all eyes around baseball are kind of kind of be set in on that series. What are your expectations for it? They got to be. I mean, they're expecting three big sellout crowds at the Rogers Center. It's going to be huge. Uh, I think that Toronto has waited a long time for this. Uh, they've got the longest playoff drought going. Uh, they want to overtake the Yankees, and they, they've got reasons to be excited. Uh, Troy Tulowitzki and David Price, it's hard not to look at that team now and say, wow, that, that is a team that can make some noise in October. But I look up and down this Yankees team, too, and I know that things don't look fantastic right now, but I think they're the kind of team that can make some noise in October, too. So uh, you, the key is to get in the dance. You, you have to gain admission. You're in the playoffs, and then 
who knows? We've seen teams get hot at the right times, and uh, anything can happen once you're in October. So uh, it's going to be fun to watch that showdown this week. I think there's going to be a lot of balls flying out of the Rogers Center. I think it's going to be loud. It's going to be fun. It's going to be electric. And uh, it's great because Toronto's been waiting a long time for that. All right. It will be fun. Thanks a lot, Brian. This has been another edition of Yankees Extras on MLB.com. Tune in again next week. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.